0: Hello, the team at Anywise has created a brand new podcast. We're an Australian consulting firm based in Melbourne with a social conscience. And like many businesses, we're currently navigating our way through the uncharted waters of the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast isn't just about us, though. It's about people and projects. So put up your feet, grab a cup of tea and listen to AnyTalk, the podcast that takes a deep dive into project management, innovation and technology. You'll have to indulge us though in this first episode as we explore the story behind Anywise. We would have loved to have recorded this episode in a recording studio, but due to lockdown, we've all been at home, so you'll have to excuse the audio quality. Enjoy. My name's Annie Mae Forster and I'm the Communications Specialist at Anywise. Today I'm joined by Anywise Managing Director Adam Evans. Good morning Adam.
1: Good morning Annie Mae, thanks for having me.
0: And also General Manager Steve Mendez Good morning Annie Mae. So Adam, if I could start with you. It's been six years since you started Anywise. Could you tell us what your motivation was behind starting the company?
1: Yeah, thanks Annie Mae. Before starting the company I'd had fairly diverse and number of challenging leadership roles in the army until I retired from that career in 2006. I found myself in corporate Australia. I'd worked for another six or seven years in executive roles with lots of money, lots of travel, nice suits, big entertainment allowances, and really quite enjoyed the intoxicating environment that presented for some time. But I grew increasingly dissatisfied with just the behaviours. That corporation had and those values that they fostered and valued within their staff particularly at the executive level it was at odds with the service ethos that i developed and the passion and commitment to loyalty that i had in the army it also seemed to erode that i those ideas of decision making and empowerment um, which were values that i was that i found so rewarding in the army so you know, i got increasingly frustrated with the lack of agility particularly among the larger offshore companies that I was working for, typically constrained to boards and corporate processes held in the United States or Europe. And I really just got tired of being treated more like a project than um, a company headquarters in our own right. So I thought there was a better way. I left that career behind and started a very small company. At the time I started, it was one person in it, two if you include the other director, uh, focused primarily on providing agility, momentum to large companies but also doing in an, in an ethical sustainable purposeful and meaningful way the rest is somewhat history
0: okay great and steve do you agree with adam when he spoke about the different values that the big companies have would you say that it was also those reasons that made you move to a smaller business
2: thanks anyway uh- That's a really interesting question. I started my career with background in engineering and management and marketing and moved into an Australian tier one sort of defense provider, which fostered a really family environment, an organization that seemed like it was quite a large corporation, but really had family values at its core. That organization was then subsequently bought out by an international global organization. And the values started to shift quite sort of slowly, but Quite significantly and sort of month on month as the organization took ownership of that company, the value certainly changed and you could feel a shift in the values, an increase in division between executive staff and the staff actually performing the work. A lot of the organization, a lot of the really good people and the people that were delivering value to our defense force decided to move away from there. After that, I've moved into a number of other sort of large organizations and I've always wanted to find a better way to do things and thinking that there's easier ways to come to the right answers. Small, high-performing teams has always been something that I've sought after and it, the value that since coming to Anywise, being in this small team, the value that we've made to deliver to larger clients, it seems like it's a, the right way to do things. And we offer things that just cannot physically cannot be done by larger corporations.
0: Okay, and um, this question is probably for both of you. What kind of traits or characteristics do you look for in a consultant to work at anyone's
1: Thanks for the question anyway, it's an interesting one. So I guess over the last few years, like every other company director, I've read all the management books, all the inspirational entrepreneurial advice out there it says to recruit for attitude and train for experience and train for skills. I, I think that's too easy. I very much look for people that are experts or at least pursue excellence in their chosen endeavour, but equally able to communicate very effectively and absolutely focused on uh, or see the value of teamwork. So we talk about T-shaped people, and that is um, a person standing upright with their arms outstretched, where the upright speaks to their deep technical expertise or experience in a chosen field of endeavour and the pursuit of excellence in that endeavour, but arms outstretched around other T-shaped people, encouraging them to bring them whole selves to work so that the team can achieve much more than would be uh, possible otherwise. A long way of answering it, I guess, Uh, the pursuit of excellence in whatever they choose or have chosen to do, and absolutely the tireless, relentless commitment to teamwork. What about you, Steve?
2: Yeah, and another good question. I, I think you've, you've sort of hit the nail on the head, Adam. So pursuit of excellence, that certainly has to be balanced with, with attitude, right? So we talk about all the leading management books out there talking about attitude over competence. I think that's certainly relevant. I tend to want to have my cake and eat it too. So I'd say it's it's both. You can't go for one or the other, a good attitude without a, a core knowledge set and pursuit in that stream. I don't think they can be in isolation. For example, I've worked with some of the most brilliant minds who could only work by themselves. They would turn absolutely every potential team member away from them because they were, they just did not want help. And that would be very argumentative and create friction. And in other words, on many occasions, it even lead to sort of tears and the like, stuff like that doesn't help anyone. Even though the individual may have been brilliant in their own field and pursued excellence, they just could not foster a team around them. And I think in today's age, a high-performing team will always outdo a single individual.
0: Okay, great. Adam, how would you say that Anywise has evolved since you started it to what it's become today?
1: Yeah, thanks. Another really interesting question, anyway. Thank you. I think it hasn't stopped changing. We've had probably a couple of phases where we've grown comfortable with the routine and the behaviors that come from delivering a long project but you know, when i think back we started with a couple of people purely focused on mobilizing project teams so taking the time to get the right people ready prepared and onto the right projects at the right time essentially targeting those large bureaucratic corporations that i spoke about earlier in and providing them momentum the momentum they need to be successful we found that by doing so we were able to attract and retain uh, very high quality, very collaborative, and more agile staff when people, particularly in, in the capital cities environments that we work in, were looking for consulting jobs. We found that we were giving them something other than that. Along the way, we've developed this tailored employment and supplier engagement model where we empower people right from the very first time we meet with them. And over the journey, we've stitch that into the dna of the company so even our contracts reflect that commitment to look after people and to be ethical transparent and be, to be genuinely committed to our team's well-being we paid staff higher provided tailored suite of benefits to treat the individual so right at the very beginning i think one of the first evolution was whilst we were still delivering superior outcomes to our clients we we're making sure that we we're looking after people as we grew, we became a little bit more bureaucratic and we, we invested in processes and systems and more people to help us generate our own momentum and to deliver larger projects, take on more risk for our clients. We deliberately invested in suppliers' good ideas. So instead of holding all the ideas to ourselves and delivering them all under our company brand we've been able to mentor and spin off other companies five so far so five over the last six years employees or suppliers have come to us with a good idea which we've helped them qualify and spun off so we've invested over time to vertically integrate our supply chain we invested early in the community with some veterans support initiatives which led to social enterprise being spun out a writing for recovery initiative for wounded veterans and the veteran community in general and in 2018 looked at that leap have a look how far we can push this social impact idea so we pursued and achieved certification as a b corporation we have also adopted and fully embraced this agile project delivery model where i talked before about t-shaped people that's a deliberate term because it refers to multidisciplinary teams and we've specifically targeted those Challenging projects that deliver rewarding work, regardless of the scale or duration of the project, because that's core to our, I guess, our approach is to provide our team meaningful work on behalf of clients who value it. In 2017, we made the decision to diversify our service and our market, and then in 2018 we made deliberate decisions to start taking products to market. So, if I look back, we started off as a small consulting company trying to be faster and better we grew and we grew responsibly but we didn't constrain that value in fact we invested in spinning off products services and companies as as we grew we've diversified our portfolio of products and services and we've diversified the market in which we operate all the while we've increasingly stitched or at the DNA level of the company, ensure that we maintain this balance between profit and purpose. I think the largest single evolution of the company would have been some years ago now. We found ourselves delivering a multi-year, multi-million dollar project on behalf of a large U.S. corporation. And we got to a point on that contract where the, the knowledge, attitudes, practices, the culture of the two organisations was such that the relationship was becoming prickly and staff were becoming stressed. We were losing ground with some of our other initiatives. So we made the deliberate decision to say no to that relationship and move away from that business. I think that provided the first of a number of significant pivots, not necessarily away from elements of the market or companies, but more towards our core value and towards ethical company that wears its integrity and demonstrates its integrity through the business decisions that we make.
0: Yeah, great. Just on the point you made about saying no to a project based on your core values, what are Anywise's core values and what were your reasons behind saying no to that project based on those core values?
1: Yeah, thanks, anyway. Values is an interesting one. Over the last three or four years, we've implemented a, a, a routine where the company aggregates every month for a company update, every quarter for a deeper dive, and then every year into a strategic review and, and forecasting session. And at each one of those stages, we've danced with this idea of setting our company values. You know, I initially made the mistake of issuing company values to people and found that whilst they will broadly write to get to the core values that drive us, that make us happy and that help all staff in the organization make decisions. This year is the first time that we've actually invested properly. And instead of the executive team coming up with a set of values and then testing them with the staff, we've done it. We've flipped that and we've asked the staff to provide us insights into what drives them. When I say staff, I also mean suppliers. We genuinely don't make that distinction very often. And consistently what has come to the fore over the last six years, and in particular over the last three to four months, has been the values of integrity, agility in, in our business, but also in the way that we make decisions, empowerment throughout the entire business aspect, and diversity, not just diversity in gender or ethno, ethnography. Diversity of thought, opinions, diversity in all its forms. Now, there's a whole lot of other words that that form parts of each of those terms, but they'd be the ones that bubble to the top the most, and by far the most central to that is integrity. Because if if a person is authentic and acting in in a way that they believe is more true to them, and that is valued by their employer, and their employer and its clients act in the same way. Then that entire ecosystem, which is at least half of the work life balance, supports the individual. And that's an insight as into why we said no to that particular contract. You know, we found ourselves in a relationship which was no longer as mutually beneficial as it could be. We had reason to start to question the manner in which that relationship was moving. It was moving away from one of mutual respect and empowerment. It was mutual decision making and it was very much moving into a relationship that was different to that.
0: That's the end of the first episode. Join us next time when we discuss how to successfully manage through a crisis. That's all for now. See you next time. I'm Annie Mae Forster and this is Any Talk.